Hello and welcome to I Only Like Their Old Stuff, episode 109. This is the podcast where we talk about current and not-so-current events and answer the question, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho, and with me is Groove. Hey-o. Most of it on the beat. <laughs> what? <laughs> you ever heard that in songs? Mustard on the beat. Mustard on the beat. That's at the beginning of like uh, a bunch of songs now. Any song that- produced by DJ Mustard. Do you know who DJ Mustard is? I know. I don't. I did. I have no <laughs> idea. Who DJ Mustard is. He does. I think he does like a lot of like two chain stuff and stuff like that. But is he French? No, he's not French. Dijon. That's that's his partner. <laughs> DJ DJ Dijon. No, he's like at the beginning of every song he does, you'll hear it. You'll start hearing it. Pay attention. You'll think, uh, uh, what is that? You'll think it's just somebody clearing their throat, but he's just most of it on a beat. Speaking of Dijon and French and hip hop, we were not speaking about that, but go ahead. That's exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> Do you remember Keenan's, uh, Keenan Thompson's uh, weekend update character that was the French deaf? Z- uh, Zuta Lores. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. He He's was, underrated, man. He was. Oh no, I not with me. No, no, man. I I've always been a huge fan of his. Like, you've, you've always properly rated him. Yeah, I have always given him his props. Uh, mm. No, I, I like him. Uh, th- no, yeah, he's like the French hip hip hop star, but he he actually isn't French. He just speaks in an American accent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you gotta. Are you gonna start it off strong? That was my start off strong. You just putting some mustard on yeah. the beat. Yeah, mustard strong. on the beat. Mustard on. I the think beat. he actually says DJ Mustard on the beat. Ho. <laughs> okay. I left out the ho because I'm trying not to be insensitive. Well, you you know you better be careful these days. Oh, I, we don't even need to get into that. Well, I'm just saying you don't. Yeah. You know you got to be careful. <laughs> don't worry. No compliments on this show. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> what? What are you laughing about? Um, yeah, so we don't have a number one fan. This this is my favorite part of the show. Don't, yeah, because don't we're back on straight. Skype now. I'm I'm at your you're holding me hostage with your laugh. The um step on the beat, the muzzle on the beat. We got a uh, no number one fan this week because ain't nobody listened last week. You were all out trick or treating, I guess. Ain't got no fans this week. No, it's probably the bad audio quality. That was awful. Well, I think we fixed a lot of it. We're still working on it. I think we could improve, but whatever. It's a lot better, right? Yeah, no. This week is going to be much better, but last week, yeah, it was a little rough. But yeah, this, it was this a little bit. Great. I think maybe our levels are a little low right now, but whatever. I think the weather system has something to do with it. What? How would that have anything to do with the audio quality? The cold, the cold weather, things are more crisp in the cold weather, in the brisk weather, you know? The, the fall, it's autumn, the weather's finally turned up here, which makes everything a little bit sharper. That's, uh, that's a bit of a stretch. No, it's not. It's not at all. In fact, it's probably 100% true. Well, it's still hot as balls down here, so how do you explain that then? Well, maybe the issue is on my side. Oh, uh, okay. All right, I'm okay with you taking the blame. Um. Yeah. So no, and no number. All all of you are number one haters this week for not listening. You should listen to our shitty. I podcast. feel bad. Why do you feel bad? Well, you know, I just I my heart desires to hand out number one fan. 
Well, you better drum up some fans then. Well, I'm just saying. I'm, I just I feel bad for them that they don't get to experience that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, maybe somebody just, it doesn't take much. Just <laughs> say something about it. That's true. That's true. Well, let's move right along. All right. We're going to get into this topic this week. Well, yeah, I'd like to hear what you have to say about going to the movies. Yeah, I uh, I decided that going to the movies would be a nice topic because I went to the movies last week. Whoa. And I hadn't been in a long time. You know what? Actually, I've been twice in the past month, which is the long, the most I've been in like six months. I've been to two movies in in the past like four months. Okay. And both of them were last weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, What'd so you- that's... Yeah, I'm I'm interested to hear yeah. what's going on here. Um, I went to see, and it's not super remarkable, but uh, we'll talk about it more in the consuming. But I went to see that Saint Vincent movie with the. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, but like I said, we'll, that, that's going to be my consuming. Okay. But it got me thinking about uh, my experiences as a hyper vigilant human being going to a public theater. Hyper vigilant is one way to put it. Well, how would that's, you describe? That's probably, uh, you know, a euphemistic way to put it. What? What would you? How would you describe my personality type? Fucking uh, obsessive, picky. <laughs> obsessively picky, uh, or just simply obsessively judgmental. I mean, obsessive is there, oh, right? Judgmental. The, well, yeah, yeah. That's the baseline. I am hypervigilant is how I think the clinical term would be for it. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just a layman over here. Well, I'm trying to keep it professional here, but I essentially everything annoys me and any interaction <laughs> with human beings annoys me. And anything will take me out of an experience. So, going to the movies and as we know from watching Seinfeld and other things, there is a various array of annoying people at the movies. And from you know munching on popcorn to kicking your seat i just i notice everything so it's very hard i want to go to the movie theater and sit away from everyone yeah and uh it's 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 easy for a movie to get ruined for me just by now let me let me ask you this do you like to go with other people or do you prefer to go alone i i like going with other people in that it's fun to go see a movie and then be able to talk about it afterwards uh huh but I don't. I have no problem going to the movies by myself. So it's uh, either one, whatever. Yeah. It's really about going to the movies. And yeah, if the you're experience. Going with other people cool. If you're going by yourself, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, and I'm I did the film student thing and all that stuff. But it it's really true that like going to see a movie on the big screen, seeing it that way is like a different thing you know well i'm just i was just curious because if you've got so much hate for all these people eating popcorn well yeah i mean if i'm going the thing is if i bring somebody with me i can control that experience to some degree oh you buy popcorn i could just be like you're not allowed to get popcorn because last time you ate it too loudly okay so you just sit there and be quiet okay i don't think we've gone to too many movies together we have no, we haven't. I could, the last one I can remember that we went to was uh, Be Kind Rewind. Holy that was a shit! Long Good movie, by the way. So check it out. Nice little. That's old. That's old. That's a nice little. I've really developed a new popcorn eating technique. What is it? Handfuls. 
Just me just shoving handfuls in your face? Yeah. I'm usually done with the popcorn before the trailers are you finished. You just, ah, gah, gah, And Mackenzie hates it. Yeah? Oh, my Is God. Is it a race? To she's see a, she's the, the type of person that will just sit with the popcorn in her lap, steaming hot, wafting you know, aroma of Wafting. salt and butter into her nose all through the credits. She will, or the trailers, she won't, she won't eat a single kernel until the movie starts. Is if, as if there is uh, some sort of reward for waiting. I think it's uh, because she, she's all about, she was trained to think that like the popcorn goes with the movie. Right. Yeah. But you know, ain't nobody come around and check that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and popcorn is like nachos, man. There is a window of opportunity. Nachos and French fries and popcorn. You know? I, yeah. No, you're right. Like eating cold popcorn is something you can do, and you can buy it cold at the store, like in a bag. But that's a whole different experience than eating. That's a different kind of popcorn, isn't it? it I think so. Yeah. You're not getting buttered popcorn if you're getting it in the uh, grocery store. No, it's just a different, different. You're getting thing. like a white cheddar yeah. or maybe caramel, but you're not getting hot butter. Yeah, getting that. And there's something about the hot buttered movie popcorn, and that you got a very small window in which to eat that. Well, my window, I mean, I'm, I'm. Uh, it's only about seven minutes for me to consume. I, I, I support you eating it like an absolute pig. <laughs> <laughs> Gah, gah, gah. I mean, it really gah. is like that. Really <laughs> well, see, is. I support it too from a hyper vigilant point of view because I'd rather you just get that shit out of the way during the trailers. Let me. I'm. I'm. It's funny because I here I was. I got another. I got a thing okay. that I've been that I almost did at the last <laughs> at the last movie I was at. Right. So I, we'll talk about what movies you know in the, later on. But I was at this movie. And they were showing these trailers. There was only maybe 25 people in the theater, and I was by myself. And I was in a particular mood. Okay. And I almost did this, but my, you know, my my super ego stopped me right before I did it. But it almost involuntarily came out of my mouth because whenever I'm sitting with McKenzie, I'll do this quietly to her. And that is after every trailer, I either say yes or no. I do that too. But I almost said it really loud by myself to the whole theater. Just a big, no. <laughs> I've done that. I, I swear that I, it's uh, you stole that from me. What? Yeah, no. You stole that from me. I, I say I what, say I I'll often I put my thumb it, up and be like, thumbs down. I, I did get caught. I was, uh, the tra- one time the trailer was really, really loud. It was something like, uh, it, you know what it was? It was Red 2. Okay. Anthony Hopkins is in that. The trailer for that was really loud, and I I shouted, "Take his Oscar away!" And that, <laughs> right at that moment was when the, all the sound went down, and McKenzie was horrified. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. you're hyper vigilant. <laughs> Yeah. To so, give back. So going to the movies is a hard experience. It's a difficult experience because it's easy for me to get taken out of it. And people have different levels of what's acceptable, especially now. We got people answering their cell phone in the middle of movies and stuff. Yeah. Which happens. Right. You think that doesn't happen. That just happens on the little the little please turn your cell phone thing off at the beginning. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Nope. Somebody's gonna answer their phone. 
yeah. have a whole conversation. And five people will text. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so <clears throat> as you can imagine, I've had some interesting experiences over the years. Uh, the, I'll go, I'll start with the best one first. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the worst movie going experience I've ever had was the original Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix. Whoa. Whoa. Um, yeah, I, I remember I was so excited about the Matrix because I saw the, the trailer was premiered at, on the Super Bowl that year, I believe. And mm-hmm. I saw it, and I was in a room full of people, and I saw it, and I just said out loud, I was like, that is going to be awesome. And everybody that was with me was like, eh, I don't know, that looks kind of weird. And, <laughs> uh, I was like, nah, this, is gonna, this movie's going to be huge. And so I was super excited. I went to the theater with my friends, and of course it was... Couldn't wait to get proven right. Just, yes, it's going to be great. Um, Called it. Yep. Went to the movies, and uh, it was a packed, sold-out show. And, of course, we didn't get there on time. We got there, like, right, you know. I like to get there really early. Yeah. So I can scope out my seat. Right. And I can move if I need to. Um, someone annoying comes in. But we got there, you know, not when it started, but it was a little bit late. We had to sit near the back. I kind of like to sit near the middle of the theater usually. But yeah, we were sitting. I either like to sit in the middle or the very back row. Because mm-hmm. at the back row, I know I don't have a, a row of people behind me annoying me. Mm-hmm. So it's like hedging my bets, you know? Right. But we were next to last row, which was just taunting me. <laughs> and every... The last anno- row full? The what? The last row was full? Yeah, it was, just, it, was, it was packed. We barely got a seat. I think there was three of us there. And uh, we sit down, and the movie starts, and every type of annoying moviegoer is represented. And this was back before they had the stadium seating, which I don't know why it took so. Do you remember theaters back before they had stadium seating? Hell yeah, I do. In fact, there's a, a theater in Knoxville, Tennessee, that still doesn't have stadium seating because it's like one of Regal Cinema's eight like independent theaters. Oh, yeah, I've been to that theater. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's kind of endearing, but it's also kind of like, fuck that. Yeah, you quickly realize, like, oh, my God, like, I can't see the screen. Like, yeah. so I had, like, the, you know, the Abraham Lincoln impersonator came and sat in front of me. Okay? Not literally, but, like, you know, giant head in front of me, can't see the screen. See, I was I was wondering how you were going to describe that person, because that's the... The, 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 that which always happens to you is is that person sits in front of you and but I just figured you'd call him sombrero hat <laughs> you know I didn't I didn't want there to be any implications of culture involved in this uh, that's true like, right yeah uh-huh. top hat gotta um, be sensitive to all the sombrero wearers that's right does anybody really still wear a sombrero I speeding Gonzalez probably oh oh it's just a cartoon you. character man that's awful he's endearing that's awful um and so so that motherfucker's sitting in front of you yeah so he's sitting in front of me um there's the seat kicker directly behind me just yeah. lightly just tapping on the seat and doing it and then stopping for a while. Oh, it's over. It's over. Nope, it's back. Kick, kick, kick. Um, uh, had the guy behind me just just over a little bit that had to narrate everything on the screen. Have you ever experienced this person? Ooh. Really bad. Yeah. So I, he, he, we're watching the movie, and he's like, he's a repeat. He's like, red pill, 
Blue pill. Red <laughs> pill. Blue pill. The worst was when uh, there's one point where Morpheus pulls out a Duracell battery and opens his hand, and there's a battery in it, and it's some kind of metaphor. And the guy goes, that's a battery. <laughs> and it, it made me fly into a, a quiet rage. I was just ready to stand up and be like, will you shut the fuck up, please? I'm yeah. trying to enjoy this movie. Um, that's the, well, now, what's worse? The guy that's narrating it or my mom who's asking a question every third line of dialogue? Those are, those are variations of the same annoying person. They're, right. And they're often teamed together. It's like one person. <laughs> Definitely. Because one is preemptively trying to narrate the movie for the person so they won't ask questions, which winds up being more annoying than just that questions being asked. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was that person. Just everybody's loud, munching on pop. Everybody in the theater's got popcorn but me. Everybody's loud. Everybody's talking. That sounds, that sounds like your own fault right there. Well, yeah, but whatever. I mean, because if you're eating popcorn, then you don't hear other people eating popcorn. Yeah, well, I heard them eating the popcorn. Super loud. Everybody's loud and annoying, and it's just like this cacophony of sound. The thing that I really get irritated with, and it happens at concerts too, is people feel the need to fill any quiet moment with sound. You know this? Like when some when you're at a concert and the, the they're playing a song and there's a quiet part of the song, that's when people start hooting and hollering. And I'm right. like, there's a reason for this getting quiet, and the reason is not for us to fill the void with noise. There's a reason the movie is getting quiet at this point. We we're supposed to pay attention. It's supposed to create a mood or whatever. But that's people's cue to be louder. And um, yeah, so the it, this all culminated in the greatest movie-going experience I've ever had, which is about halfway through the movie when it really starts getting batshit crazy. Yeah. It obviously blew some dude's mind, like literally blew his mind. Yeah. Down, it was down near the front. He stood up so he could see the silhouette like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. And he looked at the screen and he screamed, yo, this shit is whack. Once again, he stood up and screamed, yo, this shit is whack. And he stormed up. He threw his scarf over his shoulder and stormed <laughs> out. And he slammed the theater door. And that's hard to slam a theater door because they like that air compressor thing on it. <laughs> stormed out. That was the only moment where the entire theater got quiet. Because everyone was completely, I mean, I guess everyone I was completely was shocked. Everyone was completely shocked that this dude had had that reaction. <laughs> really, was, really had him questioning some things that he had previously just taken for granted as true. Just unravel. He thought he was in the Matrix. He did not want to challenge his own existence. He wanted the blue pill. He was not. He was hoping that they, he took the other pill. Yeah. That it wow. was. I was like, yeah, that's that was my reaction. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was the Matrix. You got you got anything? You well, I, no. I mean, I I was thinking. You said you know the greatest. That was your worst movie experience, and I was thinking, I wonder what his greatest movie experience was. And then you said that that itself is as well was your greatest. That, movie that just that that ridiculous moment and I often when I'm in challenging situations where I'm really stressed out I'll just scream yo this shit is whack yo yo 
<laughs> Yo, this, this shit, shit is, is whack. whack. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it had me thinking about my my greatest movie experience. Right. And it's weird because it's kind of pedestrian. I'm not going to lie, but I see as much as you don't like the stuff that pulls you out, I do. Like, I, I'm of the you know, the school of thought where like, I like to be reminded that I'm in a theater. Like I like to be reminded like that I'm participation. experiencing this with other people. See, so, yeah, let me give you the caveat. There are movies that are fun for me like that. Um, yeah. As a kid, I went to see 101 Dalmatians and being in a theater of hundreds of kids laughing mm-hmm. while you're watching that movie. It was like, cool. I remember that vividly as a kid, you know? Yeah. So those sort of things, and there's movies that are like that, but, you know. Have you ever walked out of a movie? Only time I've ever walked out was because the projection was bad or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've fallen asleep in a lot of movies. (laughs) I've fallen asleep in one movie, and that was um, The Time Machine with uh, Guy Pearce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was just an awful movie, and we went to like midnight or whatever. Yeah. Um, do you know what year Ghostbusters Two came out? Eighty-eight, maybe. Ninety, uh, maybe. Eighty-nine, eighty-nine. So, I was six years old. Okay, this is you're going into your greatest moment. No, this, this is this is no. I, I just thought of it. That is the only movie I've walked out on. Oh, really? I, my fam, my dad, my stepmom took me and my sister was with us too, right? My sister's three years older, right? So she was like nine years old. That painting, Vigo, is that who that was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scared the ever living shit out of me. Oh, what a wuss. I was bawling, crying, (laughs) bawling, crying. And we left. And as we, you know, I mean, I was crying so hard they just couldn't stay in the theater with me. You know, they we had to, they, we we left the theater, and my stepmom goes, "David, did you not realize that was a comedy?" <laughs> yeah, I had nightmares for weeks. No, but yeah. the best, my best experience in the theater, and this is very similar to what you're talking about, with 101 Dalmatians. This was a comedy that I, and I don't want to go too big on it because it's easy to hate on this guy, whatever, whatever. But it was the first time I really, really enjoyed a Judd, Judd Apatow movie. Like, I thought his earlier ones were pretty good. They were decent. They were fine. But they didn't really take me, blow me away or anything. They didn't really shock me, right? right. Which a lot of that humor that he's got in those movies is a little bit shocky, you know? I, uh, I went to see Superbad, and the theater was sold out. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Oh, the, and... And it seemed like everybody that came that night was like they were just dying to laugh because we only heard about two thirds of that movie. I wasn't with you to see Superbad. I thought we saw Superbad together. Well, maybe it was in Raleigh, wasn't it? I can't remember. Maybe I saw it with Speed Diddy and not you. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it was just McKinney. I, I just remember I haven't laughed that hard. And, and part of it was not so much the movie as it was the fact that I was with so many other people and we were all giving ourselves permission to laugh, you know? 
it was just like the laughter was feeding on top of each other. And it was so at that time, I mean, that mo that movie opens up and it hits you right in the face because immediately the first scene is them talking about porn, right? And going yeah. to college oh, yeah, and getting yeah, to watch porn and stuff is. like that. It was so offensively like, oh my God, this is really happening. Uh, that was not a very good story, but that, you know, that was... <laughs> that was cool. My favorite part is where you uh, were really excited that everybody was laughing. That was my favorite <laughs> part of the story. Um, oh. my, my best movie experience was, uh, I would say, a tie between... My brother took me to see The Empire Strikes Back in the theater in 1980 when it came out. Yeah. Or a, a couple weeks after it came out. And Star Wars was my favorite movie as a kid. Still very important to me. And then when Return of the Jedi came out in 83, I think, uh, my sister took me to that. Uh -huh. And I still, those are two of my earliest memories. And those, it was obviously awesome. Like, because it's like, you know, kind of proud that I got to see those in the theater and all that. Right. And it's, I don't know, nerd cred. Yeah. But, uh,. Maybe have I'm you have you heard that the the new Star Wars movie has a name? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I'm I have no expectations for Star Wars anymore, so it's fantastic. The Force Awakens. Yeah, I have no. I didn't know the Force was asleep. My bar was so set so low that yeah, sure, maybe the Force is asleep is part two. <laughs> yeah. No, that's called the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, what what is that movie? I never heard of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, let me. So I got another interesting, oh, yeah, a sure. little, little quick hitter here. The uh, I went to see Kill Bill. Yeah. With uh, I forget who I was dating at the time, but I I went to see Kill Bill, and there was a theater full of high school kids in there. Ooh. And they were being absolutely obnoxious, and I put my get off my lawn hat on, and I stormed out, and went and got the manager. And, and looking in hindsight, uh, I'm surprised I didn't get escorted out myself. Right. But I said, I said, there's a theater full of high school kids that are being completely obnoxious, and if you don't take care of it, I will. And it was as if I had called in a bomb threat, <laughs> because all of a sudden, there's people like tapping their ears, like their earpieces and stuff. Yeah, and I walked down the long hallway to go back to the theater. And as I'm walking down the hallway, I didn't even realize there was this many people working at the theater. There's like eight people on either side of me running down the hallway, running. I'm just strolling slowly, and they're running down the hallway with walkie-talkies and flashlights to handle this situation. That's like the advent of the earpiece walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm walking. I'm walking slowly, as sort of like an action movie where the hero is walking slowly and everything's blowing up behind them. Right. But everybody around him is running because they're yeah. scared. That's what I felt like. <laughs> and I stood tall and walked into the theater. And you walked tall. I just I strutted. I just made sure that they saw who I was, and I sat down, and they kept their mouth shut the rest of the time. So that reminds me. I went. I went to. I went to a movie. I can't even remember what movie it was. But I went with a couple of my Knoxville friends, right? Yeah. And we're sitting in the in that same theater, the Downtown West, that little non-stadium seat theater, yeah. going to see some, obviously, some, like, relatively indie movie. Some Quill Pen movie. Yeah, Quill Pen movie. There's, like, ten people in the theater, and, and we're sitting there during the uh, trailers, and we're laughing and cutting up and stuff during the trailers. But we're, like, 22 years old, 23. I mean, we're going to get quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We weren't causing that big of a problem, but as soon as the trailers stopped, we were on the 
you know, downward slope of the laughter, you know, it was obvious that we were starting to get quiet. Yeah. And this guy immediately, two rows in front of us, immediately turned around and yelled, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I was so pissed that all I did was fume during the entire movie. That's probably why I can't remember what movie it was. <laughs> and afterward, this is embarrassing. I mean, this is really embarrassing. I don't even want to. This is this is like the last time I've ever acted like this before. And I was ashamed of myself. I tried to pick a fight with that guy afterward. <laughs> and the theater manager came out and was like, I'm calling the cops. You need to leave the property. <laughs> and I think it was partly like uh, it was partly because I was pissed that he did that. And we were obviously, you know, I mean, we were we were quieting down. But it was also I guess it was some sort of thing about like, I, I don't know what it was. I mean, shit. Right. But I was like, what have I just done? Like, who am I? Who did does you, that? Who picks say- a fight at a movie theater? Am I on? You know, like Jersey Shore, some reality television show right now. Like, what's happening? Did you say, how dare you? Is that how you opened it? <laughs> I, I wish I remembered exactly well, what I had said. And in fact, I may go back and ask some of my friends so that I can update on next week's episode yeah, what exactly I, I said. I want to know what you up. said. I want to know what, what was said, what what your grounds of picking that fight were. Um, that Speaking of amateur movie theater behavior... Uh, Speed Eddie and I, friend of the show Speed Eddie and I were at a movie once I can't remember what movie it was but these dudes were licking gummy bears and throwing them backwards at us Mm. which is a disgusting experience (laughs) Uh, they were throwing them at the screen too they were throwing them at us at some point they stopped I guess they ran out of gummy bears as you do Right. Spencer was eating these uh, wasabi peas you ever had those dried wasabi peas it's like a little pea with the coating on it right uh, a little bit bigger than like a BB. Right. And Well, it's a pea size is how I would describe it's, it. It's about the size of a pea. A pea, a little larger because it has the crust on it. Well, he just had this huge bag of these wasabi peas, as Spencer does. And at the end of the movie, he just stood up and took a handful of those peas and just hurled them at this <laughs> dude's direction. And it was like a shotgun blast. And all we heard were screams of pain. Just, ah, I don't know if it hit somebody in the eye or what, but <laughs> just a handful of wasabi peas and we just took off running. Just the, just the wasabi crust melting into some guy's eye. My eye, oh. Yeah, just like, you're like, you got gummy bears? We got peas. It's like throwing, don't it's like. gummy bears do a fucking pea fight. It's like throwing gravel at somebody. They're <laughs> throwing like. Throwing gravel. <laughs> uh, are you excited? What do you are you excited about? Any movies coming out this uh, award season in particular? Oh, man, I'm, I'm of course that Christopher Nolan joint, The Interstellar. I came out to, that comes out today. But, oh yeah, with McConaughey. <laughs> um, oh, hey, I, that I, I would watch anything he's in, even those shitty Lincoln commercials. I'll watch those. <laughs> you did you check out? Saturday Night Live, have you revisited it? I didn't, but I've heard that they do that Jim Carrey does a pretty good send up of that, so I have to check it out. It's pretty good, yeah. It's one of the strongest things of the season, yeah. I guess. Um I wanna see that Keanu Reeves movie. We talked about it last John, time, John Wick. Because yeah. I like I said, like we said before, I'll watch that movie every time they make it. Yeah. Um I, I and it's out now. So I kinda wanna go see that. Oh, I'm really excited about Dumb and Dumber Two next week. 
Oh, yeah? Because Dumb and Dumber is one of my favorite movies, and I have a bunch of friends that I share that love of that movie with. Is that Did the Farley brothers direct this one? Yes, they did. They didn't do the shitty prequel thing. That right. was just kind of a money grab. That wasn't them. Um, but they did this one, and it looks really funny. Like I, my friend Wes and I are going to go to the midnight showing, and like we're we just quote that movie to each other all the time, and I, I'm really excited about that. Who knows if it'll be good or not? I think it'll be good enough because it's like those two dudes in those those roles again, you know. But right. I'm excited about that, and then I always get excited about movies that come out around Thanksgiving. Uh huh. Um, I guess The Hobbit is coming out. Yeah, I, I just saw a trailer for that. Well, I did. I didn't watch the trailer. I saw that the trailer was out, and I said, "Yeah, I'm not even going to bother with the trailer." Yeah, I tend to not watch many trailers these days because it really is true that they show you everything. You know what I mean? And I think that's. I guess that's like the YouTubeification of stuff. They have to grab you more now or something. But I just, I find myself wanting to avoid the trailers just because I like going into movies now not knowing as much. Well, there's there's two trailers that I've watched that have been good in the sense that they don't really give everything away and they only get you hype. And one now the first few trailers for Birdman were just like that. Yeah. Where it was like, okay, it's obvious that this is going to be a kind of like a performance heavy uh, movie, but I don't really know what the story is. And and then the other one, and, and I and I, man, this past weekend, and I will say that you saw what Birdman. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's at this one movie theater in Providence that's like obviously prides itself on being the indie theater. Mm-hmm. It only has one screen, and it doesn't have the stadium seating, but it's also kind of like it's funny, man, because it's like too self-aware yeah because like all their like advertisements and stuff before the trailers and before the movie is all like so retro that it's obvious that it's not really actually old it's just like created to look retro and the theater itself is just kind of dirty just kind of run down but it's like it's got super hipster cred yeah and i i will say that I really liked Birdman. Um, and we could talk about it some other time after you've seen it too, because I don't want to give too much away, but yeah. I will say that obviously there's a lot of talk about the cinematography because yeah. it's edited to look like it's all one shot, mm-hmm. which once you, I mean, you can, I was impressed with it at the very beginning. And then later on in the movie, I was like re impressed with it again. I was, you know, cause you get used to it and then you're like, Holy shit, this is still like, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, but it's the performances in the movie that I, I think are really good. Like every single person in that movie is really good. Um, but then there's this other movie that's coming out that I'm probably more excited about this movie than I am any other movie. And it's called Whiplash. Have you seen any trailers for that? No. It's about this young man that's going to a top music school to be a jazz drummer. And the director of the jazz band is... Um, J.K. Simmons, who's the uh, who's the father in Juno. Yeah, he's a character oh, yeah. actor, J- you know. J. Jonah Jameson and some of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, so he's. Um, it looks really good, man. It looks really good, and I like. I'm trying to walk on eggshells here because I don't want to be too quill pen about it. Yeah. Because it's obviously a quill pen movie, but 
I have a feeling it's going to be like really good. If there's anything I love more than jazz, it's movies about jazz. So <laughs> I'm excited about it. So there you go. I'll be there. Opening. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about Interstellar, but I still haven't seen Nightcrawler. For some reason, I really want to go see Nightcrawler. Yeah, no, I heard it was really good. I heard Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in it is really awesome. Um, like, where did I get that, like, people clown on Jake Gyllenhaal? Uh, I, I don't know where you got that, because I was surprised, because, like, I was listening to this review of it, and they talked about, oh, he's had a string of pretty good roles because he was in the, was the Prisoners... Is that yeah. and uh, also um, that movie about the train blowing up or whatever, where it's a science fiction movie mm. that was pretty Wait. well received. I don't remember it. Yeah, I forget what it's called, but it's like a science fiction movie, and it was it wasn't a huge hit, but it was a bigger hit than they thought it was going to be. So he's been he's been he's been on a roll with decent roles lately, is what they said. So oh, and also End of Watch too, which was good. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're talking about a science fiction movie with the train. All I can think of is Snowpiercer. Oh, right. Yeah, I have not seen. But he was, he was not in Snowpiercer. Not in that. No, it's this movie where it's something to do with time. Like he goes back in time over and over again and stuff. And I don't know. But okay, all right, whatever. I forget what it's called. So, uh, so what's your hype this week? My hype this week is, uh, well, you know, uh, Halloween happened on Friday, right? Yeah. And I got this new piece of equipment for Halloween, which was really not just for Halloween. It's this uh, fuzzy panda jacket. Oh, God. We'll put it in the show notes. It's this essentially pimp jacket that is made out of panda fur. It's a pimp parka. It is. It is. And it is substantial. It is like I got it and was like, wow, this is obnoxious. It is this big fuzzy panda jacket with a panda hood. You know that as you, as many of my Facebook fans, I'll call them fans, know, I wear uh, wear a lot of fuzzy hats, really into fuzzy hats, animal hats. This is taking it to the next level, and I'm really concerned that I'm just going to buy all the rest of the of the jackets that they sell. I, I mean, you are the most obnoxious person I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most obnoxious jacket I've ever seen anyone. It's, it's the most obnoxious thing you've ever it is, done. It is completely, uh, yeah, it's a new level that I have achieved, and I'll be honest, I'll be obnoxiously honest about that. It is a new level. Wearing it on Halloween was just, uh, I, it's like i become a different person. Yeah, I, I, people were petting me. You like Stallone and over the top. Yes. When he turns his hat backwards. Exactly. That is my hat being turned backwards. It is my... I said it's sort of like... Uh, I, I equated it to this. Uh, it's sort of like what the ring is to Gollum. <laughs> That's what that thing is. And I you know, I have to like... I go look at it in my closet now. <laughs> I'm just like staring at it. Like oh, I find myself waking up in it. How did I get this on? <laughs> so... If the house is burning down, we know what you're going for. Oh, that's what I'm going for. Fuck the cats. I'm going to get the jacket. Um, And uh, it's got the satin liner in it. It is just, and it's super comfortable, super warm, and giant. And it's just, I feel incredible in it. So that is my hype. It's the most hype thing I've ever talked about on this show. Yeah. I was driving through the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, and the, the guy was like, that's not real panda, is it? He was like, I'm a vegan. And I said... Don't worry, man. It's free-range panda, and I drove off. 
eucalyptus fed. Wait, do they they eat eucalyptus, right? No, no they eat bamboo. They eat bamboo. That's what the only thing that would make it better is if it was actually actual pandas were killed to make it. Unfortunately, it's and then judging from the size of that jacket, and I know pandas are big, but it would take more than one panda. Yeah, it would. So I got this thing that I think you're actually gonna like. Oh nope, don't like it. <laughs> well, it, I'm not really. It's not exactly for me, but I think it's more for you than for me. Um, on archive.org, they have uh, an entire archive. I mean, archive.org is like. Right. Uh, what I know of it is it's about, you know, a bunch of coming here. live yeah, concerts, right? Yeah. People putting up live, oh, geez, you know, or like, who's this fish show from 96 at the Fox Theater in Atlanta, right? But they have an um, entire arcade, uh, entire archive of, of arcade games from the 80s and 90s. Yep, I just saw that. Did you? Yeah, I did. I saw it on Facebook, but I didn't go, I didn't go to the link yet. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, it's all coin operated video games from the seventies all the way up through the nineties. How do you play them? You well, play them some the of them you download like okay. the software package okay. um, and other ones you can play a version of it right there online. But there's like, I don't know, 150. Oh, that's pretty And like, I mean, they've got the classics like Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff, but they yeah. got a ton that I don't even recognize. Yeah. And uh, and I and I saw this and I was like, well, this is pretty cool, but I'm not really, I, I didn't really come up playing coin-operated games because right. mainly because I never had any money as a kid. Right, yeah. You know, but um, it immediately made me think, oh, I, I need to save this to talk about this with you because you need to know about it. Yeah, because that is a huge part of my childhood is going to arcades and playing playing those games and that was... I don't know, just that old school arcade culture stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. I didn't think it. Would, I thought. I mean, there. I think there's there's a million places to play games like that, but it's all about how it's presented, and if it's easy to use and uh, it has a good selection of stuff, I'll go on there and check it out and get some of that. Yeah. Play some of those. The, the um the other thing uh, I've been kind of hype on lately is um this web series done by munchies which is like vice's food channel okay called fuck that's delicious yeah and that's it's a there's seven episodes and it's it's basically the culinary adventures of action bronson who is this oh yeah he was a trained chef yeah, he was a chef, and and now what he's doing is basically he's on tour rapping everywhere, yep. and these people follow him around as he goes to eat. Yeah. And and his, like, <clears throat> his, his demeanor, his persona, as he's eating this stuff and meeting the chefs and talking to them and stuff, it's really, it's really fun to watch this guy just exist. You know what I mean? Like I could watch Axon Bronson do anything at all, but him interacting with people like some of these chefs, they know who he is and they know what he's about and they're pretty excited to have him around. And then other ones kind of like maybe don't know. And like just the, um, one of the previous episodes he was in Chicago and he sat down with Mike Ditka at his restaurant, (laughs) him and his wife. And like, 
it was so obvious that Mike Ditka had no idea who this guy was. Yeah. And uh, it was it was cringeworthy for sure. Um, but and, and people kept coming up and be like, you know, talking to Mike Ditka. And he's like, you're nobody when you're sitting next to coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. good. So I'd recommend, you know, just Google. Fuck, that's delicious. I'm sure you'll go right to it and, and be able to watch some of the episodes. Yeah. I'll check it out. Uh, what's what about not the hype? Well, this past Sunday was the first day of snow up here in New England. And uh, I got a taste of what it's going to be like to have to, no matter what, right, the dogs want to go for a walk. And so I had to, like, bundle up and put on gloves and stuff and walk the dogs in enough snow that they were, like, dusted with snow as we were walking. Right. And that's not too bad. Like, that's something you can get over. But my dog, when my older dog, when we come back, he's, like, really excited to get dried off. Yeah. And he gets all rambunctious and stuff. And the first thing he does is wipe his face all up and down my legs. Yeah. So I know now that like I need to wear like a pair of pants only for walking in the snow or rain with him because immediately I smell like wet dog. Yeah. That's that's not hype. No, it's not the hype. What about you? Uh, Sort of on the same wavelength in a way. Bad breath encountered a lot of, see it used to be i encountered a lot of body odor because i play cards and stuff and there's a lot of nerds and <laughs> now i've been experiencing a lot of bad breath what is, wait what is it about nerds that, that yeah nerds call them nerds what is it about them and body odor i don't know i don't know what i i wish i understood but i don't understand but there is a connection between nerds and not taking care of themselves i don't he suppose it's maybe because like traditionally and we're talking you know in, in in blanket generalizations here but maybe traditionally they're not really used to sweating so they're not as uh i think that's a stretch i think they it's just, a stretch i think that they just don't give a fuck or something i don't know but the breath is worse than the body odor thing to me because body odor is just uh intense but breath just makes me want to vomit and there's people that I know right now that when they walk in the room, I know they've walked in the room because I can smell their breath. And I'm not exaggerating on that. Um, that tells you the level of how disgusting their breath is. Uh, there's there's one kid that we went to high school with that we still talk about his breath. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like this this kid that's like lives out of the country now. And, like, whenever he comes back in the country, he, like, hits everybody up. And they're all like, like, who's going to take the hit this time? Who's going to go hang out with Stinky Breath? I hope he doesn't listen to the show. He's going to name it. No, he doesn't. He wouldn't even know I'm talking about him. Um, I don't think he knows he has bad breath. Well, that's the thing. I wanted to talk to you about this because I can only imagine that people don't realize they have bad breath. Um, I'm super paranoid about it because I'm in a position where I'm like, obviously, this person has bad breath that bad and they don't realize it. What if I have bad breath and don't realize it? It's true. So I brush my teeth all the time. I keep a toothbrush in the car. I'm just like obsessed with it right now because uh-huh. I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Right. Well, but, good for you. But do you think that these people just don't know or what? No, I, I genuinely think most people don't know because I'll tell you this. I'm I'm pretty good about oral hygiene myself, right? Yeah. Because I, I, I dip smokeless tobacco, so therefore I need to be a little bit more aware about my gums and my teeth and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And that translates to most of the time I got good breath, you know? Um, 
But every now and again, if I go with the one-two punch of coffee and Copenhagen, then my breath has the potential to be quite deadly. And and just a couple months ago, I was sitting at this um, I, I was sitting in this like volunteer type meeting where uh, I was sitting right next to somebody. <laughs> And we were like, we were like whispering to each other about like what needed to happen next because we were in charge of administering the meeting. And she turned away and she came back and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. Please don't like don't turn toward me when you're talking to me because your breath is awful. <laughs> wow, that never happens. I was going to bring that up. That's the next point I wanted to bring up was that no one ever tells somebody that they have bad breath. Like, I feel like no one ever does that. Yeah. And it makes me think, well, are we really we're kind of doing those people a disservice, are we not, by not telling them? Well, you're not telling those nerds they got BO. I know, but I should be telling them that too, I think. That's the thing is well, like we're sitting part there. Of the solution. Maybe you carry that an extra toothbrush in your car and you just hand that out like it's lame people on trick or treat. It's so bad that I was I want to be like, I'll brush your teeth for you, man. Uh, that sounds disgusting, but that's how dedicated to this I am. The, the, that's how disgusting it is for me to experience this, that I would be willing to brush your teeth for you. But it's just one of those things that, like I don't want that confrontation I don't want them to feel bad about themselves but like I really in the long run probably doing them a disservice because maybe they never knew that their breath was bad maybe all this time they've been being made fun of behind their back but I don't know man it's just like I don't know how your breath gets to that point That's uh, you may have to practice some tough love maybe so man get up in there get up in them teeth I just bought this. You called me yesterday while I was using it. I just bought this new mouthwash that's like heavy duty. You got to mix it together like epoxy. Really? Yeah, you mix the two parts together and you swish it around and it hurts. Ooh. It hurts. And <laughs> I, you called me right when I was doing it. We had a whole conversation where I was just like, mm, mm-hmm, mm, mm. And you're like, oh, you're brushing your teeth. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got this. Uh... What, what have you been consuming? Or do you have any hype still out? Uh, Dumb and Dumber 2 is my still out. It's coming out next week. Yeah, Let's okay. See how good it is. Anything for you on that? No, I got nothing. Uh, consuming, I went to see that movie St. Vincent with uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Okay. Like, I've not been too excited about that movie for two reasons. One, <clears throat> uh, what's her name? Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, she kind of like she's kind of reached single note status with me. Oh yeah, she's just a one trick pony. I don't I don't just find her funny just inherently like a lot of people do. And the other thing is like I kind of like I feel like Bill Murray is kind of like just getting them checks now. Well, Bill Murray is one of those people that is a character of himself at this point. Mm-hmm. Where uh, any any version you pretend of Bill Murray is actually more real than the actual Bill Murray. Uh huh. But he's also beloved, right? Pretty universally, and um, I don't know. I, well, let me say this about the movie: it's good. I would say it's a good movie. It's worth okay. watching. It's a cute movie. Yeah. Um, it is Wes Anderson. It's poor man's Wes Anderson. Uh huh. Where it it tries to do the quirky, and it even uses Bill Murray, who's one of Wes Anderson's main, you know, main uses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it tries to use the Wes Anderson conventions, but it doesn't go far enough with it. I'm like, if you're gonna rip it off, I wish you would just rip it off all the way, because even a uh, 
even a poor rendition of it's like my Goodfellas argument. Somebody can make a poor copy of Goodfellas, and I'm still going to enjoy it because it's a copy of Goodfellas. That's why you're going to go see John Wick. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly the same argument. That I, that, yeah. that revenge movie, I'm going to go see it every time they make it. So they kind of needed to just go for it all the way. But I will say that the acting is really good in it. The little boy in it is good. Melissa McCarthy is actually very good in it um, because she's restrained and kind of just acting instead uh-huh. of just being ridiculous. Oh, look how funny I am. Yeah. Um, and they actually give her something to do in it. Yeah. Um, she plays the mom in it. And uh, yeah, but it's worth seeing for Bill Murray is just, they're just winding up Bill Murray and letting him go. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, it, you know, it's it's almost as, it, it would have been as entertaining as a hour and a half long YouTube interview with him or something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, uh, spending time with him is, is good in it. And, I don't know. It's it's good. I enjoy it. I guess my concern is like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to hate on Bill Murray because that's not worth anything, right? Like, I'm not trying to hate on Bill Murray, but what I'm, like, wondering is whether or not I want to go pay to hang out with Bill Murray when really I could probably just catch that movie on demand at some point. Yeah, I'd hit the red box up or whatever. I think that would be the better way to... I mean, I don't mind going because it was in the theater, and I rarely regret going to the theater to see a movie even if it's a bad movie I'll be oftentimes after the movie I'll be like well you probably can just wait to see it on DVD or whatever but and this yeah. is one of those movies you can just wait but it's good it's worth watching okay um, I got three albums for you uh, go for it I'm first gonna, one I'm is Run the Jewels 2 go ahead did you hear me no I didn't the first one is Run the Jewels 2 okay it's Big Mike and some other dude that I don't give two shits about that's apparently really good at rapping, okay. right? But Big Mike is, is uh, or Killer Mike, sorry. Killer, Killer Mike, Mike is the one that's really good on that album. The second one, it comes out this approaching Tuesday, but uh, you can listen to it already on NPR's first listen. It's Big Crit's Catalactica. All right. Most recent Big Crit. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And then the third one, and this one is uh, I don't know I might I, I got a little something going on these days and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I mean this is a place for honesty. Oh boy, I've been kind of dipping my toe into pop. Okay. Okay, and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm 31 years old. I'm a grown ass man. I'm allowed to do what I want to do. Yeah, you don't have to justify it. There's good pop now. Okay, so I got into. You know, I'm listening to this podcast, that podcast. People are talking about Taylor Swift's 1989, right? And that's not the album I'm talking about necessarily, although I do have it and I have listened to it multiple times, and it is fire. I'll shake tell it, you that. Shake It Off is fantastic, man. That's long, What's that? that? Shake It Off is a club banger, man. I've been well, playing that in the club all the time. You need to check out some of the other songs on that album. Yeah. But somebody has been working with her and produced a couple songs on that album. And his name's Jack Antoff. And he happens to be the boyfriend of Lena Dunham. Okay. So oh. we've got. Oh. We've got, oh. <laughs> we've got two potential strikes. And strike three is is that he's in that band Fun. Oh. Uh, well, I'm saying strike strikes as far as, you know, a lot of people are concerned, right? right a lot of yeah, people yeah. like to hate on fun, but fun, they make some good music. Nah, I, I can't hate on fun. I like no, that. Hell no. I mean, that's as close as you're going to get to Queen these days, right? 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, he's got this other band called Bleachers. And they they had an album come out, I don't know, in the past month or something like that. And this this album is one that I've been listening to the past couple of days. And it's got that pop feel, that kind of epic, like as soon as a song's building and building and when you think it's going to go back down, it just takes it up another notch. Okay. And so it's got some of that kind of epic feel to songs that you and I both like. But uh, I would think that out of Run the Jewels 2, Catalactica, and, and the Bleachers album, with the name of it is escaping me right now, I would think that you'd like Bleachers the most. Okay. But those are three albums I think anybody that likes it, the genre that I'm talking about are going to like. Well, I will not listen to Bleachers the least uh, amount of time. I'll take, the, I'll take the least amount of time to wait Right. to listen to that. Give that a month. Okay. Give the other two two months. Okay, there you go. And then come back to me and say, by the way, somebody else recommended these, and I think you may have been right. Well, no, I won't even say that. I'll just say, hey, man, you heard that Bleachers album? <laughs> yeah, because, uh, yeah, Speed Eddie told me about it. It's pretty yeah. good. Yep. <sighs> well, I'm, I'm glad we've, got, we've gotten in everything that we need to get into. You denigrating me. Uh-huh. Me calling you obnoxious and you talking about your panda jacket. There we go. We got it. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's the show. Thanks for listening. You can check us out online, IOLTOS.com, on Twitter, at IOLTOS. Uh, Facebook is uh, IOLTOS Network. And, and that's where we're going to be updating with some show notes. On Facebook? Yeah, for sure. Sweet. I'm going to put up the uh, Internet Arcade. I'll put up Fuck That's Delicious. You're going to put a picture of yourself in that ridiculous panda jacket. I got a good picture, too. Well, you need to put those show notes in the post for the thing, too. That could be one thing you do this week. Uh-huh. Throw them links up in there, too. So go to Facebook and check it out, and uh, we'll get them links up. And, yeah. So, uh, oh, and email us. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Anyway, that's it. You're welcome. We out. See you next time. Have a good night.